You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest and Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and also your host for this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So today is Thursday, April the 16th. So that means we had unemployment numbers come out today. And the unemployment was bad, but kind of about what people were thinking. We've got right now, we've got 22 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits in the last four weeks. So I think we've got, I think it's like 13 and a half percent of the United States workforce is, has done an unemployment claim. Um, yeah, it's 13 and a half percent since March 14th. Over the last four weeks, we've marked the largest and most dramatic rise in claims on record since the Labor Department started tracking the data in 1967. It's straining state unemployment agencies that are unable to handle the crush of filers and are threatening to drain some states' unemployment funds. So what I'm going to do is go through a number of pieces of news, and then the big news today will be kind of the presidential address and how... The individual, I guess on the federal level, they're going to release some information. A telephone call is, a conference call is being had today between the president and all the governors. And each of the governors are then going to figure out what they're going to do as far as should the United States be going back to work? Are we ready? And that's kind of the main focus of this podcast is there's a big variance between what some states are going to do and what others are going to do. And I think in people's minds also, there's a ton of variation between people who think, well, we need to be locked down for another six months or no, we need to open up right now. So let's get into some of the stories. But the unemployment today was a big one. And we kind of all knew that was going to happen. You shut down the economy, you're going to have millions of people unemployed and they're going to file for unemployment. One bright spot, one bright spot in all of this is that mortgage rates dropped to another record low. Uh, The last three weeks, mortgage rates have been dropping. So we're seeing applications for refinances go up. Purchases are down a little bit. And that's mainly because there's not a lot of activity happening with buyers not really being able to see homes. They can see homes, but it's limited and it's hard to do. And a lot of sellers are not wanting to put their home on the market because they're afraid of the implications of having strangers come through their home. So interest rates on mortgages are down. And one of the major stories yesterday was regional manufacturing has hit an all-time low in New York, just some enormous numbers down. But you shut the city down, and with as many deaths as they've had, I think that's kind of to be expected. March retail sales fell 8.7, the most ever in government data. Another enormous number that was just brutal. Home builder sentiment also took a big hit during April, falling the most ever in a one-month period since its inception 35 years ago. Builder confidence for single-family homes plunged 42 points to 30. It's kind of an index they have. That's the lowest level since June of 2012 when we were in the Great Recession. And that's according to the National Association of Home Builders, Wells Fargo Housing Market Index. So home builders not hot on what's going on and clearly... So many home builders are just shut down in so many states. Um, So there's not going to be much in the way of sentiment that goes on there. 
Economists anticipate an unprecedented drop of more than 30% in the gross domestic product for the second quarter. We're in the second quarter right now. It just started in April. JPM Morgan economists expect a 40% decline in the second quarter on top of a 10% drop in the first quarter. Those are things that you expect when you stop an economy. So what is happening across the U.S. is I think there's a real real divergence between people who think, yep, you got to stay home, stay healthy, keep everybody protected. And then there's a growing number of people. And I think you're going to hear a lot more of this go on in the next couple of weeks of get us back to work. And we're already seeing some of that as of yesterday. As of yesterday, states like Michigan, North Carolina and Kentucky had people protesting against rules aimed at slowing the spread of the coronavirus. In Michigan, they had a um, what was it? It was Operation Gridlock, and it was a protest organized by Michigan Conservative Coalition. Traffic was barely moving for miles in some areas of Lansing. So they all basically drove their cars there and caused gridlock and caused um, just attention to be drawn to the fact that, hey, they want to go back to they want to go back to work, even though Michigan has had a massive explosion of uh, new cases and also just a ton of debt. I can't remember what the debt is, but I know. Let's see if I've got that here super handy. Uh, 1,900 dead in Michigan. So they've got some big numbers, but those folks are ready to go back to work. And there's a ton of other um, protests that are being planned as well. I don't know what that's going to do or how that's going to go, but I think anytime you have like a federal um, and state guidelines to shut down an economy. And I don't think we've ever experienced this, but when you do have something like that happen, you're always going to have people protest. So I think that'll catch a lot of headlines as well. So what is happening right now is, is like I said, um, I think you're going to see a presidential address. He's going to be talking on the phone with the governor's big conference call. And then what is expected to kind of be rolled out is that some places might be open, it might be able to open, some states might be open earlier than May 1. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to run down what some of the states are doing, where their stay home, stay, or, stay safe orders are extended out to, or if they even have them. So there are nine states, and this is according to the current administration, there are nine states with fewer than 1,000 cases, and there could be nearly 30 states in extremely good shape. So they're kind of looking to position, hey, let's try and get this portion of the United States back up and running. I think it's going to be a graduated start. Some states, I I think New York is, I don't think there's any way they're going back to work for a while. That's because their new cases and the death count is, is continuing. I don't know if it's continuing to rise, but I know the last few days it's been really significant. Um, just a lot of death in that state. And so they're dealing with an ongoing thing that in the state of Washington, ours is slowed down for sure. But the big fear I think is, is if you send everybody back, that the number of cases skyrockets and you're kind of right back to ground zero, but it's going to be really hard to send people back to their stay home, stay safe position when they've already kind of been uh, cats out of the bag. So a few more things. While Trump has said each state will submit its own plans for reopening, the new guidelines are not likely to be state-specific, so they're just going to be a federal guideline. Instead, the current thinking is that to issue new, loosened federal guidelines and to tell, tell state leaders if their state is ready to adopt them. 
I think that's fair. Um, and that's a kind of a big reversal from where we were, I, I think it was on Monday or maybe Tuesday, where it was stated that, uh, hey, I'm the president, here's what you're going to do. The president suggested on Tuesday that there could be up to 20 states with the low enough rates of contagion that they could think about easing restrictions even before May 1. So let's dive in to what some of the states are doing and what that looks like and kind of a, a broad spectrum across the United States because I think everybody gets used to what's going on in their own little area, maybe their own town, and they don't realize that there is a really wide range of some states have super specific things you can and can't do, like cross the street to see your neighbor, where other states are just like, yeah, we don't really have any cases. We don't, we're not going to do a shutdown at all. So let's jump in and take a look at that. All right, the first one I have is Alaska. They have nine dead in their state due to the coronavirus. And their governor, Dunleavy, plans on reopening the state as early as next week. And that's the week of April 20th. So that's a super uh, aggressive and early reopening uh, for one of the states that has been under a, um, a stay-at-home order since March 28th. But also, they've got nine dead just not a ton of cases, didn't really get to Alaska. So that is Alaska. Arizona, they'll extend their uh, stay-at-home order until April 30th. And that is what most of the states have done. They've kind of followed the federal guidelines, which indicate Fe uh, April 30th. Uh, as the uh, April 31st national shutdown extended to. Here in Washington, we are through Mar May the 4th, but still, still super close. California. So California uh, governor announced a joint Western states pact with Oregon and Washington. So those three states, California, Oregon, and Washington, have kind of uh, done a united front and they're going to figure out how to do this together because on the West Coast, you've got Washington, obviously, to the north, Oregon in the middle, and California to the south. Between Washington and California, you have some pretty big cities. You've got the biggest cities on the West Coast. So I think the coordinated effort between those, that makes sense. So we'll have to just kind of see what uh, California, uh, Oregon, and Washington come up with. Uh, the thing that uh, Governor Newsom from California said is, I know you want the timeline, but we can't get ahead of ourselves and dream of regretting. Let's not make the mistake of pulling the plug too early as much as we want to. So I, I think California has had a pretty reasonable approach to it. Also, California has 889 dead. They've, got a, they've had a significant impact to their state. So they've got to be careful. Colorado is at 357 dead. And their stay-at-home order is in effect until April 26th. The governor said he hopes the state would be able to open up on April 26th when the stay-at-home order expires, as long as residents are staying home and wearing masks when they go out. So that's an interesting approach. You've got a fair number of dead, but you're going to open up on the 26th, which is in um, 10 days. That's really quick. But he basically said, yeah, 60,000 people in a stadium is not, or a busy nightclub, that's not going to happen. So Colorado looking to uh, open up sooner than later. So how about New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts? They are all going to coordinate the reopening of their economy together, kind of like Oregon, Washington, and California is. 
And uh, they believe it'll take at least another month from where we are right now before they can make a decision on when, how to how to make how things go. New York is New York and New Jersey has been particularly hard hit, just a ton of cases there and ongoing. So I think that um, that area, the East Coast, particularly New York, New Jersey area, they're going to be the last to probably go back to work and have things resume. Um, Delaware, they're going to remain under a stay-at-home order until May 15th. That's one of the further ones out that uh, two weeks past the federal. Florida has 633 people dead, and they are right in there with the federal guideline of April 30th. Georgia has 587 dead, and they're going to go through May 13th so far. And all of these, I think, are subject to change. Idaho. Our goal is for most businesses to open after the end of the month, and that is end of April. But with the understanding that it may not be possible if there's an upward trend in severe cases, Idaho has 41 dead. So relatively few cases, relatively few dead. So they're looking uh, end of April, so a couple of weeks. Um, Illinois is 948 dead, and their governor has said during a uh, press conference uh, last Monday, he believes the current state in Illinois has been enough to slowly start lifting shelter and order places so that some industry workers can go back to work. So even though they've got a significant death count, I think they are looking to go back to work sooner than later. Let's skip through to... Kentucky has 122 dead, and they're going to be in their stay uh, order indefinitely. They have not put a cap date on it. So even though some of these dates are they're changing around, some of the states have just said, yeah, let's see how this goes. We don't want to have to have yet another press conference and say, you know, that date we had, we're going to extend that out. And I think that makes total sense. Maine is extended out until May 15th. Massachusetts, May 4th. Michigan, with 1,900 dead, um, they're going to go through April 30th. They're kind of following the company line. Nebraska has 21 dead, and Governor Pete Ricketts issued the 21 Days to Stay Home and Stay Healthy campaign, and that was just basically a week ago on April 10th. So the 21 Days to Stay Home, Stay Healthy. He ordered that all hair salons, and I found this really interesting, hair salons, tattoo parlors, and strip clubs be closed through April 30th, and all organized group sports canceled until May 31st. So hair salons, tattoo parlors, and strip clubs. All right, that's what they're doing. Nebraska is one of the states that has not issued a stay-at-home order to limit the spread of the coronavirus. They have no order not doing it, but they are doing this 21 days to stay home and stay healthy. So a different approach there. Oklahoma has 131 dead. And they are looking at opening up as soon as uh, April 30th. And they have a, sta- a safer at home order for adults over the age of 65 and other vulnerable residents until May 6th. Elective surgeries will be allowed to resume on April 24th. So there again, a different approach. And I think they get roll- rolling sooner than later. That's a big state, Oklahoma. They've only got 131 dead. So obviously, it's just it hasn't had as much impact there as it has in other states. Rhode Island is going to extend things out until May 8th. South Carolina is going to be through uh, at least April 27th, so sooner than later. We want to get these businesses going back as soon as we can, said Governor Henry McMaster. 
they're ready to get up and running in uh, in South Carolina. South Dakota has refused to issue a stay-at-home order. They've only got seven people dead from the coronavirus. Tennessee said they will be reopening the economy in May without a date set. Uh, Texas is April 30th. Utah has 20 people dead, and they do not have a stay-at-home order in place. They've just been kind of business as usual, with the exception of schools will be closed uh, for the remainder of the year. They have a stay at ho- stay safe, stay home. This is still Utah. Stay safe, stay home directive instead of an order. So that's kind of like, hey, we're recommending you do this, but we're not going to make you do this. There will be no real consequences. Vermont has extended out their stay home, stay safe order until May 15th. So they're, again, one of the more aggressive ones. Virginia, with 208 dead, has extended their stay-at-home order until June 10th. And that is the furthest out one that I have come across. Um, The message to Virginians is clear. Stay home. Wyoming has two people dead, and it also does not have a stay-at-home order. So as you can see, there is a really wide range of how the states have handled the individual reaction to the coronavirus and then what they're going to do as far as opening up. So I did a podcast yesterday with uh, one of my good friends, Dan Flitch. He's the bar owner. We kind of walked through all of the things that have happened to him as the owner of a small business and are happening and how federal aid is gone. I know a lot of people are getting their stimulus checks right now. They're getting their stimulus money deposited. Uh, Small business owners are receiving funds from the payroll protection plan and also the uh, emergency uh, loans from the federal government. So money is flowing through. But I think most of the states recognize that, hey, unless you get this economy going sooner than later, the uh, hole that you've dug is enormous and you're not going to get out. If you can, if you don't have the great exposure like some states do, like in New York does, if you don't have that, then I think you're going to hear things uh, today that will reflect the fact that some of the states are in a better position to be able to come back than others. So that's really about it for me today. I look forward to joining you tomorrow, and we'll kind of go over what the new world order is as far as what the federal government has recommended, and then we'll I'm sure we'll have notices from all the states on their specifics on when people can get back to some semblance of their lives. I don't think it's going to be anything like it was before. going to be a ton of uh, transition and things that we'll have to learn and go through. But at least I think we'll start to get some timelines on a national and a state level. So I look forward to walking through those uh, pieces of information with you. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and appreciate you tuning into this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks again. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 